Welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Spencer Locker. And me, James Cooper. Morning, James. Morning, Spencer. Are you well? Very good. Very oh, yeah, good. Now, now you've got your coffee sorted. Got my coffee sorted. Don't know what Tracy Roberts was trying to do to me with the amount of coffee to sugar ratio. Well, we're nearly there, I think. So so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that the coffee to sugar ratio was not satisfactory. Um, some people say it could have been a little bit of complacency on Tracy Robertson's uh, oh, right. Robertson's point of view. Oh, right. Okay, okay. So that's a, that's an interesting yeah. theme. Not not necessarily too happy with that. We'll have to have a chat about that in a monthly review. A <laughs> <laughs> monthly review. A monthly review. Okay. Interesting word though, complacency. Yeah. Um, I think it it come it crops up or it can become apparent in quite a lot of different situations, especially at where right where well even in. In some people do it in relationships as well, but we're not relationship counsellors, Spencer, are we? No, but we um, can always explore that. We can, we can have a little chat about that. Um, my point is being, even just when we talk about people um, and things that we have to do on a daily basis, do we start to get, or does complacency start to creep in? And what, and what that sort of looks like. And it is more, this is podcast of chat, by the way. This is me and Spencer having a topic. It could, it could come to blows, but, <laughs> but we're trying to keep ourselves quite professional at the start. And then hopefully you get into some, and some people can get some railings from this. Okay. Okay. So when, when we start considering sort of complacency as a, as a thing, and what does it look like to different people in different walks of life and in different certain circumstances? I mean, if we start talking about complacency being the enemy of performance. Right, okay. So uh, if we start thinking about... Because everybody who listens to this, they have different positions. Yeah. Uh, they, they, some people are high-level managers, C-suite. Some people are middle managers, supervisors. Hey, some people are producers. Well, um, and, and this isn't just um, necessarily in, in industry, but this is in business. This is in all sorts of things. So... When we start thinking about performance, we're talking about optimal performance or, or high level performance or, or peak performance, or we, whichever one you want to sort of you want to adhere to. Um, complacency for me, and and again, you might want to disagree. Don't lean go. across the table. I'm just taping me gloves up, everybody. Yeah. Um, but for me, complacency is like ah, I'll do. Okay. Oh, do I really have? Nah, nah, nah I can't be asked going there. So I'm not going. I'm not going to push myself. Might be in the gym. Yeah. Bit, like. Can't be bothered to do that last set, uh, and 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 so hmm. so now now actually when you said that 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 when you said I can't be bothered to do that set that complacency thing and I'm not trying to go off topic but now that starts bringing in things like mindset mm. motivation and discipline right okay yeah I think yeah definitely okay. agree with that but but anyway I I agree I agree with that Spencer if, and and if we start to think about even and we can talk to the mass initially and then people that are listening to this going all oh, right that makes a little bit of sense because I've got in my team I've got people that can sometimes absolutely nail their job and I'm so happy and they've done they've done things to the standards that are not only met but they've actually gone above and beyond yeah. which is if we like we like that saying but is it then changing to that little bit of complacency? Not necessarily sneaking in, but is it being allowed to creep in? And I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that people want this to happen, but it's not necessarily what they don't want to happen. So they're actually getting to a stage where oh, I might have been triggered, I might have been upset, there might be something totally in personal and professional life that might be affecting that task that they have to do and for example if you think about some of the day-to-day tasks that we have to guide people through and what they what they they do on a daily basis that becomes the work comes some of the tasks that 
They know they can do it. They can do it with their eyes shut. And the point is that they'll try and do it with their eyes shut. Not necessarily physically, but mentally, having that mindset like we spoke about and, and, and being able to stay engaged and keep switched on and not let complacency creep in, then all of a sudden that standard is maintained. Now, if you imagine somebody that, and we, we talk about football all the time, Spencer, and it's when you start to assume things from a from a football point of view, imagine if your centre-back has then run forward and there's now loads of space in behind the defensive unit. Imagine if this is a wear-climb where somebody has dropped off, left a gap, and then next minute there's a lot more pressure on everybody else in the in the organisation or in the team to still defend the goal, achieve, complete the process, achieve the target, meet the standard, whatever it is. I just think that it, it happens more regularly than we think. And I, I know for me, and, and obviously I've been at T2 for over a year now, I can see that I'm really wanting to keep the standards of my work. And if I haven't gone through this process of, right, get yourself set, give yourself the time, make sure you're ready. I just don't know if everybody else has that process. I don't know if everybody goes through that same thought process to say, you know what, I'm going to make sure at least, absolute minimum, I am I. I'm absolutely on point because if I'm not, I can then can't blame everybody else around me because it's my fault. If something else out of my control goes wrong, uh, okay, I can, I, can, I can deal with that. I can reflect on that and maybe think about what I might be able to do. Now. What what have I compromised just by getting it done? But when I know that I've had my chat with myself, I've got myself there nice and early, even with traffic, even with the doors not being open or whatever it is. I've made sure that I've done absolutely everything I can to get to the point of no mistakes. Okay. And still at the end of that, Spencer, we, as we all know, that, that can still happen. And yeah. that and everybody that's listened to this to this point here is that you can still go over and above and there still might be a mistake. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm not say, I'm not saying that's complacency. What I'm mm. saying is that's about preparation. When you get into the environment and somebody's still doing things or on that we use the product line for example. So you've got the raw ingredients that come in at the beginning and you've got the product that ends up at the end. And all the different stages that we we've seen, especially with one of the companies we work with that are very much they, they, they love a process but understanding that what comes in at the beginning and if everybody does their job to the standard in the way that they should without complacency sitting they get the outcome yeah they get the product okay so so what we're looking at there if if, if i'm interpreting what you're saying correctly is um you know what is in your sphere of control and you know what isn't yeah. in your sphere of control uh and if you uh, adhere to your process, which, as you said then, I don't know whether everybody else does the process. I think everybody does, but it's not necessarily the same process. Mm. It'll be their process to to guarantee their outcome, if you like. But I think the complacency bit is the, do I really need to do that? Do I, well, well, potentially even, what's the worst that could happen if I don't do that? How many times across your career have you, have you asked yourself that question? And I, I don't need a figure. I, 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 ooh, uh, three, 30, 33, 34, 35, six times. Right, okay. Um, I'll put my hands up and say I've done it a few times. Okay. Uh, but that then suggests that we need to understand why that was. Because complacency is a choice, but is it a conscious choice? And what are the causes behind making that choice? Okay. So, uh, for, again, for me, um, when we start thinking about uh, complacency, as you sort of alluded to in, in what, what you were saying there, um, it might be the the run of the mill, the rigmarole, the, well, 
actually, this is a process I've done for so many times I could do it with my eyes shut. Yeah. But if you do it with your eyes shut, are you really going to get the best outcome? So, so as you as you were yeah, saying, like um, when we were when we were talking about it before, when you're sort of looking at it and you're going right, I'm sat down in front of a sh- spreadsheet, and this spreadsheet is needs to be completed. But the the payoff is if I don't pay full attention and I don't apply myself um, appropriately, then am I putting the correct piece of information into that spreadsheet? And, and you sort of think, and, and, but the thing is, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, actually, well, okay, well, from your perspective, probably not much. However, further down the line, because that information put into the spreadsheet is going to be used for something. So an inaccuracy there is going to lead to an inaccuracy, potentially a bigger inaccuracy further down the line. So your complacency, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, come on, let's, let's call it as we see it. Mr. Chow, mm. but did you die? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so <laughs> nobody died. Yeah. yeah. So, so when we start thinking about complacency, yes, we need to, uh, uh, I suppose we need to, recognize that it happens but we need to understand why that could potentially happen why why is it that you are distracted or or you're not prioritizing the standards as well as you could there's a number of different things there but i think that the kicker is why why is that the case here and now now we could look at this from an unconscious motivator's point of view we could we could make links to print and and the guys everybody that's listen to the podcast and listen to it for a while, we'll understand what, what we say by print and the psychometric testing that we do at T2. My point is, if my unconscious motivator is to succeed and achieve, does that make me less prone to becoming complacent? Or is that just who I am and sometimes I can still drop the ball? Well, that's that's an interesting thing because again, when we start thinking about um if if you want to if you want to come at it from an unconscious motivator's perspective, Let's just, as you sort of talked about your three, to succeed and achieve. Um, but we also know that threes, when they're in their shadow self, have the capacity to cut corners. So now what we're looking at is we're achieving an outcome, but is it necessarily the right outcome? Is it as good as it could be? But we also need to realize that now we're looking at shadow self, not looking at best self. So why are you in shadow? So we're talk- what we're really starting to get into then, Spence, is trigger management. Yeah. And and is complacency play a good a pretty big part in that? Now we don't know everybody's trigger because it could come from anywhere. Yeah. But understanding that the impact it could have, if you're not aware of these already, it might be an idea to have a little look at what really annoys you <laughs> and, and think about what impact that then has on your professional processes, people, the way that you work, or some of the projects that you've gone on at work. So if if we start to think about complacency from a health and safety point of view and from a policy point of view that that impacts and like you said nobody died but in some situations and I can remember some work we did over the, over the bridge with the, with one of the ports and it was if they don't follow if there is complacency that sets in, in that environment somebody could get ripped off the off the edge of the edge of the the, the dock and yeah. then that's it bye bye well yeah we we do a lot of work with uh, a number of engineering companies yeah. uh, in particularly in the local area where it's um, we'll, we'll talk about working safely and Again, when we start talking about working safely, we're not talking about health and safety because everywhere, particularly these engineering firms, they they have very robust health and safety processes yes. and procedures. What we're talking about is you might have a robust health and safety process, but complacency is do people actually pay that much attention to it? Mm. So let's say for the sake of argument, somebody's working at heights. Let's say that to to 
part of the company policies if you're working at heights let's say you're 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 going to be going up a up a ladder mm. um you have to have a body harness on and you have to clip onto a, a safety rail yeah yeah so if somebody's doing that if they're sort of they they've got these two clips where you're going up a ladder and you've got to unclip here and then clip onto the next one and then and then but somebody might say well I I've only got a walk 10. Yeah, I can't. Well, what's the worst that could happen? You know what? I'm a big boy. I know what's going on. I can oh, sorry, sorry. I'm a big person. I know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. What's I'm a big person. Yeah. I know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and But the thing is, that complacency then is, you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you. So I used to work, I used to do a little bit of tutoring um, before I worked here. And one of the things we're talking to, we were working with uh, level one students. Yeah. So these are peak kids. Young people yep. uh, between the ages of 16 and 18 who've come out of school and now we're doing basic, basic engineering. Yeah. So we're doing all sorts of real basic stuff. And one of the things we've got to talk about is ladder safety, right? Okay. And I do a whole period on ladder safety. Yeah. Now, if you can imagine these kids, these young people from the, the from the estates around Hull, and they're all sat there in the puffer jackets and the caps. Yeah. Yeah. On, to be honest with you, they were great kids. I love the really, jacket, really, by the way. <laughs> no, but they were, they were really cool kids. I really yeah. liked them. But to try and enthuse somebody about the advantages of, of ladder safety, how to use a ladder properly, there might be people actually sat here at the moment going, how hard could it be, mm. actually? So <laughs> so I won't go into the, the full where, where, where's and where. Let's do a ladder workshop. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. Went, through, went through this particular ladder, uh, ladder piece over a period of days, and we've got kids sat there going, well, how hard could it be? I mean, well, do you really need to sort of make sure that the stairs are, stairs are extended so that, do we really need to do that? And I had to turn around and said, look, YouTube is full of people who the only reason they are on YouTube is because they didn't do that. Mm. And it went wrong and somebody was filming it and now they're on YouTube. Yeah. So when we start talking about complacency, it's a case of knowing that you've got to pay attention. There's a reason why this thing is here, mm. whether it's health and safety, whether it's a process or a procedure, yeah. whether it's a policy, what, whatever it is, these things are put in place for a reason. Yeah. And then when you get complacent, you don't you don't um, do, do your due diligence. You don't do you, yeah. you don't do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? And it could be that a decimal points in the wrong place, or it could be that somebody's fallen off a step ladder, a step ladder. And broke the neck. And imagine that. And this this comes into maybe some of the, hopefully, Spence, we can start to give people that little bit of a, when we start speaking about the why and going into that detail, is that I want to be able to give people just some little tips or maybe just one way that if they listen to this and they listen to our story and they can say, you know what? I really strive to be, I'm trying to develop my career. I'm trying to stay in the in the zone, if you like, that performance zone that we talk about all the time. I want to take more accountability. I want a little bit more responsibility at work. But a couple of weeks ago, I made a mistake. And for whatever reason, I just got a little bit complacent. And I just, I just and what could I do to help myself to then get myself back on track and say, this is what I'm going to do. Now, for me, mine is set yourself a standard, get yourself into a habit of going, this is what I'm going to do. This doesn't drop. These are my non-negotiables. And that's a that's a conversation, everybody, that I have with myself to say, look, don't assume that you're going to make, you're, going to, you're never going to make a mistake ever again in your career because you are, idiot. <laughs> be, try and be professional at all times. That's in all the different environments that we work in and all the environments that everybody's listening to this is in. And I think I think part of me is do your best. So that when I when when I when I talk about doing my best, then I'm trying to hold myself to that standard or I'm trying to keep myself 
on point with this, where I can see my goal, and like I say about my three, my unconscious motivator, if I'm trying to achieve what I want to achieve or do things the way that I want to do them, and you can see my hands going off like mad, Ian Elspeth, because I'm getting right into it. But understanding that that's where I want to be. And if I'm going to compromise that, and this, and this could be personal and professional, is that if you're going to compromise one thing, if you're saying yes to this, what you say no to. So if you're staying up a little bit later or you're having that argument or whatever it is, or you get into that conflict and it's not healthy conflict and you bring it straight back into that work environment and then you go sit at your desk and you miss some information from that spreadsheet or you get back onto the line and you miss part of your process. My question would be preparing yourself well enough. Okay, yeah. I'll or are you giving that. yourself a little bit more? Are you giving yourself enough support? Yeah. And I'm not a psycho, by the way. I don't just talk to myself on a, <laughs> on a daily basis, but I do. But understanding that I have those conversations, I try, keyword try, big three well, three letters, big word, because I'm going to try and do those things. It, does it always work? No. The next T2 Leadership Retreat will take place on the 7th to the 9th of May, 2024. To book your place on the ultimate leadership development experience from the People Performance People, or for more information, please visit www.trans2performance.com. I think I don't think you're the only person who talks to themselves. I think everybody's got an inner monologue. Yeah, I think there's people out there that are their own biggest critics. Yeah, and there's um, and there's a reason for that. There'll be a reason for that. However, um, when you sort of bring around a conscious recognition that you know what I made a mistake. Um, it may be that um, you were you were complacent and you made a mistake. Uh, I think that, well, primarily with yourself, you've got to understand why you made that mistake. Why were you complacent at this thing? So here we go. When we start thinking about that, we could look at it from a we could look at it from a number of different perspectives. However, let me look at it. Let let me propose this: Were you unconsciously complacent or consciously distracted? Oh, sorry, the other way around. Were you consciously complacent? Or were you unconsciously distracted? So did you sort of think to yourself, well, I can't really be asked doing this, mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm not paying paying much attention, or were you unconsciously distracted in in, pros, in, in the concept of I'm prioritising something else above this? And when I say that, it might be that you've had a bust up with your partner, mm-hmm. or it might be that you've got a, you've got a, 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 a serious illness in the family, mm-hmm. or th- th- there's something else. So I'm not saying that you are... Um, unconsciously distracted in the sense that you're prioritizing something else consciously. But I'm sort of saying something's going yeah. on that's that's it's too noisy between your ears. Yeah. So no, that unco- that conscious distraction or unconscious distraction yeah. could be something positive as well. Yeah. So we've got a new member of our family mm-hmm. coming, who's coming. Right. Little lad, in, and he's now everybody's thought is around how is he? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And and. Is that another level of distraction that not necessarily a negative one? It's actually quite a positive one. Right. Uh, does it have the same effect? I'd, I'd say yes, because you, you're not still focused on what you should be doing. Mm. You, you, your mind's somewhere else. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, this, th- there can be a number of different reasons for that. A number of different reasons for that. For me, um, have you have you ever heard of a concept called Zanshin? Zanshin. Zanshin. Talk to me. Zanshin. It is a... Um, uh, my, it's my understanding that he's uh, um, an ancient Japanese um, warrior mindset. Right. So, so the, the, the sort of the phrase that sort of encapsulates Zanshin 
is uh, when the battle is over, tying your helmet, right? Okay. So, so just trying to put this into a bit of a thing, right? So can I ask you, because you're a bit of a golfist, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. You like to swing the bats. I'm trying to play today, but you're slinging it down. Right, okay. So let me ask you a question. Um, you've got your golf clubs in your car? Yeah. You've got your golf shoes in your car? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Are they clean? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Why, why are your golf shoes and your golf clubs clean? Why are they clean? Because I don't want to make them look nice. Really? It's for optimal performance, Spencer. Right. <laughs> right. Let me ask you this. When did you clean them? Uh, after you used after them last, I used them last year. Yeah, okay. I clean them as I'm going around. Right. Okay. So what we're talking about here from a samurai perspective, from a Zanshin perspective, is when the battle is won, you don't sit back, cross your legs and start smoking a kahiba. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. What you do is you tighten your helmet. You go, right. Okay. The battle might have been won Ready for or the next. battle might is over, but the next battle's coming. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. now what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on what I need to do. So you clean your golf clubs. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Obviously a samurai wouldn't clean his golf clubs. No. You never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, so so this is this is a the concept, this is a self-discipline thing. Whereas, yeah, so this particular thing here is done. Um, so what I need to do is I need to focus on the mundane, little boring things yeah. to be able to make sure that the next battle comes and I've got a fighting chance of winning that. Okay. 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 Let's put that into uh let's put that into uh, a, a work context from from well. Let's leave it to them. Leave yeah. it to the people that listen to this. What are those, what are the things that once you feel as if you're done for the week, so it could be yeah. potentially on a Friday afternoon. Yes. What is it that you would then prepare for for the Monday? Well, yeah, you could say that, or you could think to yourself, actually, it's Monday lunchtime and I'm done for the week. Yeah. Right. Because because you know what, I've had a bust up with my girlfriend. Yeah, this has happened. That's happened. Um, I've gone overdrawn. I've paid my credit card off. Um, I forgot to pay a phone bill or something like that. Um, so all these things going on, you haven't got the discipline to actually focus on the minutiae of what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah? Yeah. So now it's having the Zanshin thing of going, yeah, all these things going on. I could be sitting down and, and, and being distracted. I could be I could be relaxing. I could be taking that opportunity. Or am I being conscious that this is happening? So for me to actually be effective and perform optimally, I need to fo- I need to really double down. Recognize that you're 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 being distracted and be disciplined enough to go, right, I need to put that to one side. I can think about that later. I can think about it at lunchtime. I can think about it after work. But right here and right now, I need to be able to focus on the little things. So it might be sharpening the pencil. It might be um, cleaning your desk down. It might be actually making sure that you're getting the right amount of information for you to be able to do your job so that you can pass it on to the next person. Mm. So it's having that discipline to be able to be not complacent. And I think, yeah, I like that. I'm going to use that, Spencer, if that's okay. Of course. Now, I'd, I'm making links to the attributes from Rich Devinny as well. Right, from okay. What just, yeah, from what you just very good there. because that compartmentalization of this is what we're going to do. This is this doesn't uh, these two don't affect each other. Mm. I'm going to deal with this now. Then I can I can put that to a side and move on to the next thing. Again, is it easy to just have that chat with yourself and go, look, I'm going to clean my sword. I'm going to clean my golf clubs. I'm going to I'm going to do the stuff that I don't necessarily want to do. But I'm going to go box it. This is where I'm going to go. That's going to be that. That's the this. Now I can move on. Yeah. And I think it's going to be easier for some people than others. Yeah. And that's the, I suppose that's the rich tapestry of life. But we can all try and move that dial just a little bit. Dial it up. Yeah. So for some people, it comes really naturally. Um, It will be uh, um, a a natural attribute. Yeah. Um, But 
to other people, they're really going to have to focus and go, right, I need to make a conscious effort to do this. Because it might be that one of the reasons why you're not you're in a bit of a slump is because you are habitually um complacent. Yeah. And you know what? You might sort of, you might hate yourself for it. You might be sitting there thinking, well, why aren't I as successful as other people? Why is it that the standard of my work doesn't achieve that? Why do they find it so easy? Why is it that they seem to be able... So now what you're looking at is things that you can't control, which is other people. Yeah. yeah? But but the thing is, it's dead easy to do that because now that makes your complacency, well, I, I don't really need that. Why should I? Because I ain't going to get to their standard. Okay. So the, the last bit I... I th- Think we should talk about Spence mm. is about bounce back ability. Okay, so that when we start to feel as if this is coming in, this is we're starting to see a little bit of complacency. Now we talk about from a uh, unconscious motivator's point of view, mm. we talk about bounce back quick or recover quickly. Mm. So if you can, you realize it, you recognize it. Nope, nip it in the bud, draw a line in the sand, whatever you want to call it, mm. and try and react and respond or regain, the, regain, yeah, regain so a level of control. Okay. Yeah. So for me, and this is one of the things that I talk about in all the workshops when I start, because it really digs to me complacency bit because that means I'm dropping, mm. dropping the ball, and I hate it. And it's normally because I care about what other people are doing as well. And if I don't do my bit, it then affects them. Then that da da da, and then the domino effect. So. Let's talk about bounce back ability. And, and again, that loose term could be called something else. I think we're going to come to blows here, but carry on. Yeah. But, <laughs> but understanding that if I recover quickly and I get to a point where, you know what? I'm taking the hit. I've been, I've been, I've been to the point where I've, I've made a mistake and I'm now taking control of what I can. And that ABC technique that we preach and, and, and I, to be fair, I live it and I know you do as well. Well, what can we control? Are we accepting in that situation? Are we increasing the amount of oxygen? flowing around our brains by breathing, A, B, and then C, control what you can control. Now, if that's for everybody in the first time you've heard it, then get yourself in touch with T2 and we can go through it in real life. But but understanding that that is something that is really, really difficult when you have never done it before and you're in a new environment or you've maybe made a totally new mistake and you've never had this experience before. But understanding that I'm going to be in that situation and make sure that I do the best I can to get back online, to get back in the game, to get back into the process and to achieve the goal. But what are the things that you achieve that you try and control and that you try and bounce back into? Yeah, I, I get that. I do. I get that. And you know, I think that some people will make will, will find that easier than others. However, um, I'm not saying it's wrong by any stretch of the imagination. Here if we it, go. <laughs> if it, well, no, I think I think I, I think there's elements of it that are very very right. But one of the things that you were sort of alluding to there is that bounce back ability, moving back to our 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 level as quickly as we can, right? Yeah, yeah. Am I right there? Moving back to that the higher level. So yeah. I'm saying that we drop down and then we pick ourselves back up, yeah. get back off the floor, get back off the canvas, whatever yeah. it is, and going and go again as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now this is the bit that I I disagree with, but only from personal perspective. Okay. Okay. Because um, what I've been doing, um, well, actually, I've been doing it quite a lot in the last sort of six months or so, is looking at emotional agility. Right, okay. So when we start talking about that bounce-back ability, we can we can perceive that as resilience. It's regaining a form. Yeah, so it's, that's what resilience is, is being able to roll with the punches and regain that sort of, that, yeah. that, that optimal level again. With emotional agility, what you're doing is you're wanting to do that, but not as quickly as possible. 
So when you hit the depth, when you drop off, when you go go down to that bottom part where you, you might be complacent and you recognize you're being complacent, rather than racing back up to sort of go, oh, I'm at the, I'm at that complacency level. Yeah. I need to get back to, I need to get uh, be resilient and get back to my optimum level. Now what with emotional agility, what we're doing is we're sitting there and going, right, okay, I'm recognizing the same thing, but why am I here? Right. Why is it that I've come to this point? What has caused me to find myself being complacent? It, it, complacent in this case. Yeah. It might be, it might be stressed or have anxiety or, yeah. or, 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 or whatever it is. So, so for some people, if you've got that capacity to do it quickly and it serves you well, by all means, go, go for, for it. it. But for some people, they can find that difficult because sometimes they need to know the why. Why is it that I feel this way? Why is it that my, my, my productivity has dropped off or my, my performance is suboptimal? Or, or why is it that I'm finding I'm being distracted by blah, blah, blah? So rather than trying to hit that as quickly as possible, it's a case of sitting there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying sitting there for days. I'm not saying what we need to do is we need to make ourselves some uh, raffia work chanting mats and make up, make up poems about disappointment and, and sadness. Dance. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, right, recognising the why. Why is it that what's caused me to be the way I am at the moment? Because once, once you recognise that, and if it's a pattern that's repeating itself, then you can recognise it earlier. So you can start seeing yourself on that downward, downward spiral. And before you hit the bottom, you can go, whoa, I can see what's going on here. I recognise this. This is familiar. And it's being caused by this. So now rather than hitting the bottom, what you're doing is you're actually shortcutting it so that you haven't got that far to go down. You're taking control, right. as you said yeah. there with your ABC. Yeah. So, so the fundament is exactly the same. It's how you execute it is slightly different. So rather than prioritizing going back up to your optimal level, don't get me wrong, some people will prioritize that and it'll work for them. Yeah. But some people, rather than do that and then go up and down and up and down and up and down without actually recognizing what's causing it, now we're actually at the bottom and we're going, right, why? Why am I down here? What is it that's causing this? Because if I can recognize it and address it, I can minimize the fact that it happened, minimize the risk that it might happen again in the future. So... Just for my understanding then, yeah, and everybody else, just as you because we've spoke about a lot there. Yeah. But if I if I then take the first time I feel in this way, so in this example person sake, yeah, and it's the first time I've thought like that. Yeah. First time I thought like that. And I've gone, you know what? This is what I'm going to do about it. I'm going to take some time, I'm going to take a step back. Yeah. In the same principle of you measuring the down, yeah, and minimizing the down the next time. Mm. We're talking about repetitions and going yeah. through the same situations again and again. Potentially, yeah. Or some similar yeah. situation. Okay. Not exactly the same because yeah. nothing's ever exactly the same as it was before. Yeah. But if we start to look at how that then dips, mm. is that then being in control of how far you drop down each time you maybe go through the situation, you have this feeling, and then starting to understand and reflecting on, actually, I understand why now. Mm. And this is now my process. And then eventually that issue or that, why doesn't necessarily happen anymore? Yeah. Okay. Does, yeah. yeah. Would you Would you say is that is that part of the work? Is is that the long term goal for that process? Yeah. I think I think I think the 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 first win out of that position is actually recognizing recognizing that it's in your control. The ticket is making yourself accountable, isn't it? Yeah. So say this is happening, and it will be so easy for me to sit back and go, "Well, it's not my fault. It's them over there." Or it's them over there. Or you as a boss, you've got it in for me. Or you've got an agenda. Or you're trying to throw me under the bus. Or yeah. and, and you're blaming, blaming, blaming like a deflective. Yeah. Or you can turn around and go, it's me in it. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe you recognise that somebody is as a, as a result of somebody else's actions. 
But if it's a result of somebody else's actions, what you can do is you can control your response. So that's focusing yeah. on your controllables. Yeah. So you recognize that certain person behaves in a certain way or communicates in a certain way um, because of whatever reason, and it doesn't sit well with you, and it affects your performance or, the, or, or your your um, whatever whatever it is. Um, if you're being complacent because of that, you recognize what it is and now you take control. Right. Okay. Saying, okay, so now I'm sort of recognizing that this has happened. But by the same measure, we also got to bear in mind that the we the reason why we work, we behave the way we do and the way that we act we do is because we've learned that behavior. So it's very difficult to unlearn that behavior. Mm. So when we try and take control, it might not work the first time. It might not work the second time. It might not even work the third time. But we can't just sort of go, well, that'll work for me, so I'm going to bin it off. And now we're going to smash the head to, against the yeah, wall again. Yeah, what yeah. we've got to do is we've got to recognize that we're trying to change a habit, which is a habit, isn't it? Mm. Um, we've got these these neural pathways that when when a certain things happen, we will behave in a certain way. Mm. Well, we've got to take control. We sometimes we've got to challenge that, yeah. and we've got to go. Well, actually, it's, I'm, I'm reacting in a certain way because it's a learned behaviour. I need to unlearn learn that behaviour or learn a different way. Yeah. We wire my brain a little bit, a little bit of neuroplasticity. But that's for another podcast. That definitely <laughs> sounds like another podcast, Spencer. Um, I I think we should do this more than one word topics and yeah. see and see if we can get into some more detail because there's I like the complacency stuff. Let's get let's get in. again. Anybody who's listening, if you want us to go into a bit of detail about around a different word that you guys have maybe want a bit more information on. And see, you know what? Is it focus? Whatever it is, I don't know what it is, what you might be, but put something in the comment. Comment on the podcast. Listen to what's going on, and then if there's anything that you need some more information on, give us some ideas and let's go for it. Well, Spencer Locker, <laughs> again, I love the chat. I love sitting yeah. down, loving have a proper chat where you can get some real detail. But yeah, um, anything J else from you, Spencer? No, all I want to say is thank you, James. Always a pleasure, never a chore. <laughs> <laughs> right, outside now. Um, <laughs> And we will see you again on the next T2 podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hi, listeners. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the T2 Hubcast. If you did, please consider leaving a five-star review on your favourite podcasting platform. It only takes a minute and your feedback is greatly appreciated. Reviews help other people find the show and learn about the amazing topics we cover. Additionally, please turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. And finally, please subscribe or follow the T2 Hubcast if you haven't already. Doing this means that you'll automatically receive new episodes as soon as they're released. Thanks so much for your support.